Well, I didn't get out just to fearkin for your village, I guess. Look, my high rector, and Tovector lay a wintle or upper, I guess. Quinn show us and downer and faint fearkin for your hair of Cutty, a chalk and outron, or as an outron. I guess Erin Gator, she has three slimmer reach, the virginity, and I guess Quim got rogues manner that at the Abbot and Tauke over Tovector. Ni wand and glued shocked and glued the tolichiant. May I say what a great pleasure it gives me to welcome the old horse and Ultron, as celebrating as we are the 20th anniversary of the Heritage Officers Programme. And I do want to begin by thanking Virginia T, and Chief Executive of the Heritage Council, and Kola Arakta, for her kind invitation uh, to. Um, it was, as the programme reaches such a significant, really to remind me of such a, such a, a significant milestone, 20 years. Uh, I think when I, when I think back to, uh, to that, that period, um, I've always taken a keen interest in the work of the Heritage Council. I think I appointed the first chairperson of the statutory Heritage Council back in 1995 when I was Minister for Arts, Culture and the Gildant. And I'm really proud to say that the communities, I think, have benefited from the work of the Heritage Officers and Heritage Council and that it can be evidence that that can be seen in every county in Ireland. I, I do remember very, very, very clearly in those early years, between 1993 and 1997, what a great debt we owed, first of all, to Michael Killanen, uh, Lord Killanen, who really, when the statutory basis wasn't there, and I have to say, often I went out to his house to meet him because he's Ill, he was quite ill, and uh, even managing the lift, as we were in the in Mespil Road, uh, it, was, uh, it was difficult for him. But he was deeply committed to heritage, and <laughs> he was very anxious as well that it would be carved out, no more than the view that I still remain to this day, that in the relation to arts, culture and the guilt act, achieving parity of esteem for that department anyway required its expansion to include a, a number of very, very significant activities, including, the, it was a great privilege to have been um, a minister for the, with responsibility uh, for the built and, and natural heritage. At the same time as that discussion was taking place and we were doing these things, I have to say in the processing of the Heritage Act through the hearts of the Oireachtas, uh, that bill has, has, itself became, in fact, uh, an exemplar for many other countries in the European Union who were looking at, uh, at legislation. I think the bringing into existence of a, a state of statutory heritage provisions uh, was not without its controversies. Uh, I remember very clearly in the discussion with the Dintonish that Dick Spring saying to me that when you looked at that, he had been told that the proportion of Ireland that would be covered by special areas of conservation, national areas, heritage, uh, NHAs, and other designations that I was making was being described as enormous and so on. But I think it was so important... And I, I think today, when I think of the youngsters who are now so interested in the environment and in protecting, when we need their assistance and leadership in areas like sustainability and responding to climate change, if they only knew the difficulties that were there in getting, uh, 
in, in, get, in getting acceptance of what was essentially something very, very basic. Uh, and it hasn't all gone away uh, uh, to this uh, day. And a great deal of it is in relation to what I would call, I needn't go into it now, is, is fractured thinking, fragmented thinking about people being unable to see the connection uh, between, if you like, the economic, the social, the ecological, and to the durable, and to think long rather than short, and so on. I think uh, what heritage had become devalued in usage and it had become a kind of a, a cliched image of what it was assumed visitors wanted to see. And very, very significant battles took place between people saying that they, people needed to be looking at this, that and the other. And there was a kind of utilitarian reductionism that I believed and remained convinced was blinkered and myopic. And it, I didn't, it didn't ascribe sufficient recognition or importance to much of our natural built and cultural capital. I've always said I have preferred the Irish word, Iracht, uh, to the word heritage. I think that the Iracht is a deeper word. I think it's, it contains more, and it more accurately captures the totality of our heritage, built and natural. And that was why I moved originally to call the Council and Corla Iracta. Now, when the Heritage Officer Programme was established 20 years ago, the Heritage Council, in partnership with local authorities, plays such an important part in ensuring that our heritage continues to influence and inspire us, and that our heritage remains a living and breathing constant within our communities across our island. I realise, too, very, very much, when I look back now at the establishment of the heritage officers, there was quite as similar in some ways to the establishment of the arts officers. Uh, if the county manager was for it, you got on very well. If the county manager didn't want to do it, had extraordinary difficulties. And equally in the same way, I remember looking at this very closely myself, and depending on to whom the arts officer reported in his day, as to whether it was the manager, the county secretary, the county engineer, that mattered, in the same way in relation to heritage. And it was kind of odd. I had great sympathy for these great public officials and the county state and county manager association at the time, because they were in the grip of a kind of an ideology, a kind of what you would all call the don't hold me back kind of thing. And therefore, in relation to the planning process, there was what we needed was a spirit of development. The idea was rather like that the stuff was coming at us and we had to get our share of it. So therefore, pieces of land had to give way. The planning thing could have to be... Nothing could stop development at any cost. And it, we paid a price for it. I think it's very, very important these days, at this stage of my life, that I'm able to speak very, very freely of this. I think my busiest time in Mesville Road as minister uh, was between uh, the Holy Thursday of uh, Easter week and the following Tuesday, when, in fact, I have at one stage three senior councils working on trying to stop injunctions, some of them against local authorities for demolitions. So therefore the notion that a kind of Ireland has evolved into some kind of new consciousness that is very, um, would be there was a battle to be fought. I remember as well in relation to the limitation on the number of sheep in relation to some of the mountains. If people were saying, you know, we had national teachers with a hundred and thirty yos and their wife had a hundred and sixty and so <laughs> 
So I think the Heritage Council, I say all this only to say that the heritage officers had a very, very, they had to make, they had to fight hard, in fact, to get their corner, both their corner within the local authorities, I mean, that's one, but also in relation to the economy and also in relation to the planning process. And the heritage officer role is a crucial one for local authorities. And I think also, then again, with the new public participation networks, I know they represented here as the Local Government Reform Act of 2014. I think it helped enormously. But then again, one of the things I had to do about it is, is that it was very difficult to establish the distinction between people coming to such a structure as it was and being able to make a suggestion that had the same status as the suggestion that had been decided earlier on in county buildings. And uh, that kind of parity of esteem uh, is a crucial issue. Here in the Oris as well, we have not without our, our issues in many, many cases... The decisions to be made, and decisions to say this evening I will be visiting Dublin Castle, a heritage decision to be made there. Should you just look at, for example, some of the minor officials of the period of our imperialist past as you went up the stairs to St. Patrick's Hall? Or should you say maybe we should have an odd woman, an odd man, an odd person who's associated with Ireland and its history, or whatever? I've managed to make some changes there. And here, even in relation to these very beautiful surroundings where I am, uh, does it mean that you have, in fact, that the concept of the park, which is there in the 18th century, should be the one that should prevent any uh, shrub or flower from ever flowering? I think that there will always be debate about heritage. And I think there is important things, which is what, given what I have just said now. I've often looked at this when I was preparing the bill. And those are, for example who had the concept of the park and the concept of tamed nature. It will always be a wonderful debate. There's now new literature on wilding and so forth, things like that. And there's an unnecessary debate in relation to hedgerows. It's quite scandalous that we're at that debate decades after all the findings are so obvious. So our heritage can be both robust and fragile. And I so do remember my namesake, Oh, yes, I remember as well. I'm so grateful to the people who were brave on the heritage side. In the times, for example, if somebody digs up a part of our heritage, in many cases, should they rush to the sales room or should you say that you can be compensated for good citizenship? And that's the distinction between the legislation we have here in the South and that which prevails in the Sixth County. I'm very, very pleased about that. I had a constitutional consultation on that, by the way. Uh, uh, I'm glad to have won my point on it. But then I think equally we had the one we have had the debate about who is a, a, a traditional turf cutter and who is a contractor and whatever. And then, of course, the burn. But I remember Jim Higgins, Dr Jim Higgins, uh, and Gora Corporation and Una Cosgrave in Kerry County Council. They were the very first two heritage officers. What a great appointment they were. I remember Jim Higgins was so good as well, and, and Siobhan. And they led the way, planting the seeds that allowed the programme to grow. And how wonderful it is as President of Ireland, Morag Throne Heron, to see 27 uh, uh, heritage local authorities now reaching into the very heart of Ireland's rich and diverse heritage through our cities, towns and rural areas. And even as I was there now, which I have to kind of correct myself to say as well, when we were doing the period of commemorations, the view from below in the urban cities, 
if we have we had a great success in commemoration studies in the last period as being allowed getting women's position established in history we still have an enormous distance to go uh, to get class uh, accepted in relation to the idea of where people can 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 be so that we can have an inclusive concept I think as well that it's very important to say that heritage shouldn't be regarded as a residual, as something that you take account of afterwards. It is, it has to be ab initio in relation to good planning. And I think um, what the heritage officers did as well, and I, I have, I'm a total defender of the state and local state in relation to what they've tried to do often against some very irresponsible uh, extremely individualistic uh, actions. But what we have had to do is to try and achieve the scope of the office uh, uh, in the midst of an established administrative structure, and that has had its challenges. I remember, uh, Frida, my very first appointee, uh, and those who passed away so, so, uh, so quickly, and it was a great, great, uh, great, great loss. I want to thank all those who served in the Heritage Council uh, over the years. And I think they will have what a great legacy they leave after in terms of the natural, cultural and built heritage. I, my wish for the Council now, and the new chair and, and all of it, is to be as vociferous as you possibly can be. And uh, in making the case, there is at a time of enormous pressure, homogenization in culture, uh, and in terms of uh, uh, monotony and so on, it's ever, you're ever more important. I think as well the, the other reasons, which is very good, one has to really look at, and I, which Virginia uh, uh, well in this, is even in, really t in, in holding on to the language of heritage. Um, languages get stolen. Uh, even everyone is a sustainable now, you know. But the word <laughs> slips away. Uh, I was in in Rio in 1992 when the Business Council for Sustainable Development came into existence, because sustainability was a good concept, and they weren't going to lose the opportunity. That council was chaired by the president of Nestle. Mm -hmm. And the second of Fiat, uh, the, the, was the vice chairman of Fiat Agnelli. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter was, in the same way, the word creative, one has to be very, very, very careful. Uh, creative, uh, being creative, creative Ireland and so forth, you croyocht is again a better word in Irish than the word is in English. And then National Heritage Week, there's a great success, uh, reaching out to community schools and people of all ages. That has been really, really good. It has had a major input in the consultation process for Heritage Island 2030, and that I so want to wish that well. And also, I think, engaging with the National Inventory of Intangible Cultural Heritage. What I've just said about the decorative commemorations... Although do I have to say, because I'm meeting people like yourselves, I'm very, very concerned about there's the pullback from having a, a significant scholarly approach towards the commemorations. If you were to say, for example, that you're not going to do this nationally, you leave yourself wide open to say is that one atrocity will be put in competition with another. Uh, I myself and the 
from the, my father was on one side of the civil war, my uncles were on the other, my aunts were in, in the war of independence and so on. But it's just so important that we just don't simply take a, 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 often a very badly informed version of an atrocity and then have another competing one just a few miles away and so forth. There is need for scholarship and there's need for responsibility. And I do hope that the National Commemorations Committee, in fact, actually returns to the topic and produces a programme uh, for the proper handling of the, the act of, of doing public memory. It's just very, very important. The notion that you can retreat and say, I leave it up to themselves. This is the very last thing one should be doing in the atmosphere we're in in the world and in Europe and here in Ireland, in my view. I think that very much welcome the Heritage Council's support for the Heritage Officers Programme. And it's important to be making a case. Uh, we'll be very shortly making submissions of, to, to, on, on the budget. And the local authorities, too. It's important. I've often been critical, but it's important to give credit where credit is due. There are many things we would have lost while there have been uh, demolitions in the past. In the more nearer history, there have been things that have been protected that we would never have had uh, if it hadn't been for the action of local authorities. And particularly, they're going to be so much stronger when they develop cross-partnership mechanisms. I urge the, the Heritage Council to just think of something that is going to be so very important as we're into a new period of uh, the impact of technology in our lives, and that is the importance of the public space in our heritage and in our futures. Uh, going right across Europe, what's in the plaza and what is in the, the piazza and so forth, uh, what is in public, what people of all ages can in fact actually go when the weather allows it, and even in our own case, what is owned publicly, shared publicly. This is why when you look out where this place is in the, in the Phoenix Park, its most important aspect is that it is public. I, I opened the, the Biodiversity and Honey Festival only the day before yesterday, and really that's so important because it is when people are doing things in the public space. And the history of heritage as a, com as a concept, when you think of a very much better time, even in our rally next door, you think of all the importance they had to public performance spaces for bands in parks, where you had music in the public, entertainment in the public. When the public is talking to itself and enjoying itself and so forth, and when you don't have these exclusions, it leads to a healthier society. And I hope that this, that will come to be more and more uh, realised. Urban spaces uh, are becoming spaces of contestation uh, in which ownership of space is a constraint on social outcomes. We've done appalling things, again, in relation to nonsense that we told ourselves that we were a classless society. Uh, we gave terrible, joyless... Uh, uh, spaces to people who desperately needed them. Um, at the same time, it was much worse actually to run away from housing altogether and regard it as a burden to be a housing manager and, and, and so on. But I think that what is in the public area is going to be so, so important. I think this will all be more important in terms of climate change and biodiversity loss. The burden of, of homelessness, the decay of historic buildings, 
I sometimes say to people about it, you know, that sometimes a building in its, uh, as it evolves is a very important building that we are all in. A, I think I wrote a line in my own poems that we are all ru- on our way to being a ruin uh, uh, at some stage. So you have, in fact, actually to have respect for the right to become a ruin. Uh, I, I, I think that your heritage officer network, so many of you now, I mean, the point is, look at the significant group here. This, your heritage network will be a fantastic resource. And there will be so many things you can do in partnership and cooperation and community. And you know yourself from elected representatives and councils, one of the very best ways of succeeding is to say that what you're proposing is happening in another county, but that you're going to do it, but that you're going to put in. So I think it's a kind of a brilliant or not a like lingerer, I guess. Ni vinnit sig en vanlig glunschak, en glunschak, en glunschak, community in our, as persons and I think that what has been given to us that it's passed on enhanced and with greater respect and I so wish you well and I say how pleased I am and as after all the years, and I apologise for the length of my speech, but I'm all, I need no encouragement to speak about heritage. So I just say, Mila Buikas is Barbana. Thank you. I so much. Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen. We are here this afternoon at Aris Nuthron at the invitation of our President. He has called us here to celebrate 20 years of high achievement by our County Heritage Officers. Their work in leading at a county level to promote and safeguard our heritage deserves our admiration, respect and support. All over Ireland, communities and individuals are encouraged to appreciate and conserve their heritage. This strengthens our love of place and our regard for others and helps us to a deeper understanding of who we are. The work of our County Heritage Officers is supported by the Heritage Council and the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gaeltacht. The wholehearted support of our County Councils and local authorities is an essential component in supporting this work and helping in developing, appreciating and conserving our built natural and cultural heritage. Again, Mr. President, on behalf of the Heritage Council and other guests, I thank you for the signal honour you're showing today to our great champions of heritage, our county heritage officers. Speaking of champions, I must acknowledge the leading role you, Mr. President, have played in promoting our heritage. In 1995, you established the Heritage Council on a statutory basis, And then, and always since then, you have been a marvellous advocate of Ireland's heritage. Our heritage officers could have no finer signal of Ireland's appreciation of their vital work than to be congratulated today in Iris Nuthron by our President Michael D. Higgins. Thank you very much.